Daniela of Bestie Life. Today I'm going to be speaking with Christine Kennedy of Christine Kennedy Wellness. Um, we have started a weekly chat called Counselors on Couches Having Tea. You can catch us live on Instagram TV. You can watch the replays. And every week we're going to tackle as two school social workers different issues. Um, this week we are getting to know each other, talking about self-care. Um, so we look forward to having you join us. Thanks so much. Hi, Daniela. It's so nice to meet you. Hi, it's great to meet you, Christine. Um, this is so exciting to get to connect with another social worker, another mom, another entrepreneur across the state. This is awesome. I, I was just thinking the same thing. I've just been like all day, like I've been excited and I, I've done coffee with coaches, but I've never really dived into getting to hang out and collaborate with other social workers this way. So I just am, am so excited about it and thankful um, that we got to connect this way. And I wanted to know if maybe you could start by, you know, sharing a little bit about yourself and how you became, the, how you decided to become a social worker in the first place oh goodness okay so that was a long time ago um, where I definitely knew I wanted to work with people work with kids I originally in college was starting the psychology route and realizing for what I really wanted to do to make that impact working with people one-on-one -on -one, helping them with their problems and issues social work was kind of definitely the way to go I felt to make that that big impact and so I've been doing this for gosh, 20 something years between a couple of different jobs. My, my recent, I've been in a high school for the last 21 years and I love working with families and young people and helping them see all the opportunities available and possibilities, you know, and to see beyond that moment of how they're feeling right now and the, the different ways, not a one size fits all, but the different ways to eventually reach where they see themselves five, eight years from now. And I, I see the smile, you know, come onto your face as you start talking about it. And I, I can totally relate. It's You said you were in a high school as well, correct? I was. I've been um, a social worker for, I was going into my 19th year. And I was in the high school for about 15 years. And I've been um, in the elementary school for about two years now. But I actually came into the avenue of social work through drugs and alcohol and having a desire to have a, um, a better understanding of addiction and how, how that played a role in families. And I just always, I didn't even get to tell you this, I'm a twin. I always had my twin with me and I just, I always needed, like we always just helped each other and I found such a, a desire in, in helping and found sports as like an avenue to release feelings and emotions through school and became, you know, I guess kind of a natural leader and people come to me with different difficulties. And I always found such joy in mm -hmm. helping also understanding how problems arise to kind of dissect it a little bit more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I just, I, I like, I just have such a passion for, to get a better understanding from other people, how they've gotten through things and different events and 
and stuff like that. So it's, it's so exciting to get to talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, I think we all have our own kind of journeys to end up in this role, you know, because it is a very personal job in so many ways, not only of how much you're involved in other people's lives, but how much sometimes you do have to give of yourself or be present to be able to do this. So everyone's kind of reason and their why to be in this position is very different. Yes, and, and that leads us right into talking a little bit more of um, a topic that I wanted to kind of go to right now is about self-care. Mm-hmm. And as social workers and as people who are giving, you know, psychologists, social workers, counselors out there, we're givers. Um, mm-hmm. What does self-care look like for, for us? <laughs> right, right. And I think in general, helping self-care become part of the conversation and the norm. I always kind of say, you know, it's not just the spa days and the pedicures and things like that, but it's all those little day-to-day habits that we incorporate, whether it's from how we decorate our homes, how we dress and express ourselves with our style, how we eat, how we exercise, how we do so many different things. Sometimes it's just a couple minutes a day, but that's part of our daily self-care. I know you had talked about mindfulness when we were talking prior to filming, you know, as far as that that was something that you were invested in as well. And I think that's a a big part of just being present and recognizing even those normal day-to-day things as self-care can give it that benefit. I I can't agree more. And I, you know, I think back to a couple things, you know, when oftentimes we don't go to those self-care things until we're in that high stress mode, until it's like urgent. And I have found more so over the past five years, exactly what you're talking about, those daily, those small daily things, when you're not in the state of high up here, really help, especially like the, you know, the past five months with what's been going on with the world. For me, having those small, consistent daily activities have been what's kept me sane. Um, let's talk a little bit more about some of those small daily self-care things. What what are what does that look like? It it varies from person to person. You know, it's definitely a very unique experience as far as what can be your self-care for some, like for me, some of mine is even just my, my nighttime routine, wash my face, maybe doing a mask. Some of those things by really setting aside even just five minutes to do that. My kids know though, like that's my time. I'm going up to get ready for bed. That's my self-care. Maybe it's my coffee and t- t- spending a couple minutes, even just when you're brushing your teeth, kind of taking some time to do some mindful breathing or things like that. It's, it's very customized depending on what you need. Like I said, it's even how you choose to decorate your home. Sometimes if you feel like you're overwhelmed in clutter, taking the time to maybe organize, purge a little bit, get rid of some things can help create that sense of calm. I always think of self-care a little bit from almost a fitness perspective of like a muscle memory kind of thing. It's something you almost train for so that you're not waiting until you need it to try and like turn it on or do something, but that you just kind of build into it. So it's almost more of a grounding thing rather than an active thing. 100% mindful walks are amazing in the middle of the day. During my lunchtime, I would do that just fresh air, you know, the five minutes to get outside, especially, you know, we go back to the past few months, everyone's kind of been indoors going in your backyard and just sitting candle, the smell, the scent of something. I recently started using 
using essential oils. And for me, that's something that, that's been helpful, that, that smell of lavender and that relaxation. Um, but 100%, you know, even um, personal development is mm-hmm. such a huge form of self-care. And it doesn't have to be through just books. You know, it could be through, you know, audiobooks, through TED Talks, podcasts, all these, you know, different areas that we can go to for self-care. Something that I always find interesting when talking with other social workers is, is self-care something that you always thought of? No, (laughs) I definitely, I did not always think of self-care. I always thought that the giving would be the sole kind of benefit. And while it is, if you don't take care of yourself, like you said before, you know, you don't have enough to give back. Use the phrase, you have to fill up your own cup first, or I've used the, the air mask on the airplane analogy. You don't prioritize putting yourself first a little bit, you're not going to be present. You're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. You yeah. know, and I learned that definitely going through, I went through a divorce at one point, my kids were very young and trying to take care of kids and myself and manage it all. It did take a toll, you know, and I learned to maybe use those little pockets of time I could get in a, in a better way in a different way. And that was kind of how I started to build that self-care and just my philosophy around taking those little times to take care of yourself and how important it was. It's necessary, like brushing your teeth every day, washing your face, taking a drink of water, you know, we need to to do that self-care every day in order to maintain or else you just burn out yeah and it's you know I love that you bring up the the family aspect of it because for me you know I'll be honest 100% too I didn't think of self-care I didn't even know what self-care really was was I doing some sorts of it yeah but I didn't know that I was doing it for me Mm -hmm. uh, until I became a mom and when I had ended up having multiple roles of mom wife social worker I found the plates were way too much juggling <laughs> yeah and to really like as my daughter got a little bit older she's 13 now to really start to show to them that they need to take care of themselves as well um, has really been a, a driving force for me because it's something that wasn't always shown to me you know, my mom was a giver she, and I rest in peace I, I you know she was always a I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm gonna give and not knowing of that other part of it so while I'm so thankful for that I want to be able to teach my children that that crucial part of of you know development for yourself you know so mm-hmm. it is I think such a huge component not just for us but for our families and I think for our clients absolutely you know? <laughs> yeah I, I think it shows our families as well too not only how to take care of themselves but how we need to be taken care of as well they see from how we treat ourselves how we should be treated so i think it's that full circle too one one hundred percent you know i think that leading by example is something that i love to do as a social worker and as a mom you know my mom used to always say you know talk the talk but walk the walk but once i started taking those steps i see such a huge difference you know in my children and in their routines and habits and and it, it helps them to learn the importance of routines and habits as well when it comes when we're learning on ourselves because we need routines and habits outside of self-care too you know Mm -hmm. when it comes to schoolwork when it comes to housework when it comes to finances any other aspect of it having that routine and habit I think is such a, a crucial part too right absolutely and like you said too like you didn't have that awareness at one point that the things you were doing were part of your self-care and sometimes it's just that mindset shift alone you know I've, I've used before the 
kind of this shift from I have to to I get to even as like just that changing the way you think about a situation can make all the difference in how you respond to it, how you feel about it and how it affects you, whether it's positive or negative. So it's not always that extra effort, but it's just that whole kind of perspective taking. Absolutely. And I love that we're going to continue these conversations more on self-care and the idea of wanting to collaborate a little bit more and, and having any other social workers or counselors that want to jump on with us and maybe get some questions from people ahead of time and we'll schedule maybe a weekly time slot for for us to be able to chat more and answer some of those questions and topics. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Absolutely. This Thank you so much for joining Christine and I today. We hope you had fun. We hope you found some of the information helpful and that you'll be back to join us either on Instagram TV or here on the podcast. Um, please leave me a comment or shoot me a direct message or an email and let me know what you think. If there's topics you want to hear about, um, please leave me a five-star review as well so that this can get out to more people. And if you're interested in continuing the conversation or finding out a little bit more about some customized self-care strategies for you, please book a clarity call with me. They're free and I would love to talk to you and get to know you. Just head on over to my website and then you can come over there.